He's bringing the, sh the sheep in forever to keep. That's a good promise right there. What a blessing that is. I wonder if anyone would have anything before we look into our scripture tonight. <clears throat> Amen. Look with me, if you will, 1 Peter 4. Once again, we've, as I said last week, we've trudged along through, but I think we're just uh, soaking in the word. 1 Peter 4. I've enjoyed studying this so much, and I've spent a, a good long while in First and Second Peter, and there's so much in there. The thought we've had recently has been purposing ourselves as Christ, and we find ever so prevalent a need as living like Christ. Today is the day, now is the time for us to dedicate closer to him and live closer to him. And in 1 Peter 4 and verse 7, we find where the word says, but the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. Be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. You know, the, the thing about life, whether it be human, whether it be animal, a creature on this earth, the moment that they are uh, born into this world, they begin to die. S sobering thought to think about that. And you see a child, they're born, the time draws near. Just like each of us at some point in time, we were little babes. We were children. Since that moment, our time has been drawing near. And the reality is, regardless of if I live to be 100, if I live to be 80, if I live to be 30, the reality, my time is drawing near. There's another time drawing near. Reminded in this scripture where he says, the end of all things is at hand. There's no truer reality for the future of today and the life we live in as the shepherd is coming to get his sheep. There's no reality that has greater truth, truth about the future of our world than the return of Christ, the imminent return of Christ. We are on the very, we are on the, very the, the, the foot of the stairs, if you will, of the return of Christ. We're right there. We've been there since he ascended. Some say, well, he's never came. I remember... My dad, my grandparents saying, I remember the preacher preaching when I was growing up about the return of Christ. Many will tell you, years ago when I was saved in a tent revival in 1936, 1940, 1950, the preacher was preaching about the return of Christ. And the reality is, is that it's as imminent today as it was in 1940. It's as imminent today as it was when Christ ascended. I like what one man said. He said, things have not carried on as normal ever since the creation of the world. Things have not carried on as normal ever since the creation of the world. There was that terrible time when God brought judgment on the earth through the instrumentality of the flood. He destroyed with the flood. 
He purged sin with the flood. When he comes again to take out in the ark our precious Savior, Jesus Christ, he'll purge the world with the fire. He'll purge sin with the fire. It's as real as an, an imminent friend as it ever has been. Pray that as we look at these scriptures, purposing ourselves in Christ, it means that we live our lives awaiting the imminent return of Christ. Why? Because the word tells me so. God's word tells me he's going to return. And I have faith to believe that he's going to return. But I think our mindset sometimes can get so caught up on how it's going to happen, when it's going to happen, uh, exactly what's going to happen. We can get so caught up in the return that we miss the, the whole point. I like what Warren, Warren Wiersbe said. He said, early in my ministry... I gave a message on prophecy that sought to explain everything. I have since filed away that outline and will probably never look at it, except when I need to be humble. Preachers in here know what I'm talking about. A pastor friend who suffered through my message said to me at the service, Brother, you must be on the planning committee for the return of Christ. I got his point. But he made it even more pertinent when he said quietly, I have moved from the planning committee to the welcoming committee. From the planning committee to the welcoming committee. We get so caught up in all the details and all the things we can't know and all the things we can't understand. Many things we won't know until the other side. Many things that won't matter on the other side. When we need to be focusing on the imminent return Christ. You see, you see, I can't change the way it's going to happen. I can't change the time it's going to happen. I can't change the, the intricate details of the return of Jesus. But man, I can change me. And with Christ through me, I can hopefully change someone else. I can help them to point and say, hey, I'm on the welcoming committee. Join with us together. Mountain View Baptist Church at our appointed time, we are on the welcoming committee for Jesus Christ. We hope that he returns at 11 o'clock on Sunday or 6 o'clock on Sunday evening, maybe 7 o'clock on a Wednesday night. We hope he comes back because we are here to welcome him. We're not here to plan it out and decide exactly how it's going to happen, but we're here to welcome him. I think about people, you see them at the, at the airport. I've only been to the airport once, but, uh, but, but you see them at the airport. Uh, probably, I probably got this more from movies than anything, but... They hold up the sign, so-and-so uh, family name or so-and-so, there's somebody to greet them. Lord Jesus, I'm welcoming you back. I'm welcoming you here. He's not going to get here and we give him directions. Let's welcome him in. So I believe what this scripture is teaching is about having a few mindsets about the return of Christ. First, I believe we find a realizing mindset. If that's even a word, we're just going to make it one. Y'all know how I talk anyway. A realizing mindset. Realizing that this, this end of all things, it is at hand. And it's as at hand in 2023, I don't know the date, whatever today's date is, 2023, as it was when Peter was, was dipping the quill to pen this scripture. It's as real today as it was then. I believe that with my whole heart. And we find that the world believes some crazy things, don't we, Sam? We find that the world believes some crazy things. But the reality is, is the imminent return. You can take that to the bank. I work at the bank. You can come to the bank and I'll guarantee you. Promise you. Come see me. You can take it to the bank. That he's going to return. He's coming back. 
And it shouldn't make us feel the, uh, the, the, the panic and the alarm. Although I do feel sad for my friends and loved ones that they've not accepted Christ. But I feel joy and gladness in the fact that no matter what may happen upon this earth, he's coming back. What a beautiful thing it is. We could wrap it up right there. But I'm a Baptist preacher. We're going to keep going. A realizing mindset. Jesus says in Matthew 25 and 13, Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. You ever, anybody remember 2012? Everybody, the, the Mayan calendar said the world was going to end. I went to high school and survived the 11th grade or whatever grade I was in in 2012. We survived. Remember 2020, everybody thought the world was going to end. We made it through. And Jesus could have come back and it would have been glorious. But no man knows the day. No man knows the hour. Our Savior comes as a thief in the night. As a thief in the night. We, we won't expect it. Remember 2000, Y2K? That was a little fuzzy for me. I was on the earth. But the reality is that having a realizing mindset, knowing that Christ is coming back. If we can walk with that every day in our life, realizing, Lord, let me be a light to this world because at any moment you could return. And I want to be found in your service. I want to be found telling people about you. I want to be found opening the word to you, to, to your people, those you want to save. Having a realizing mindset and remembering back to the day where Noah and his family and just his family and all the animals in the earth were the only ones that had any sense to get in the ark and be saved. That really happened. This is a literal book and a spiritual book. Anything the Bible tells you that literally happened, it literally happened. You can take that one to the bank. Man, this bank, wherever it is, it's racking up. Take that one to the bank because... It really happened. Realizing and remembering, Lord, you did that. And I have faith. I wasn't there to see, but I have faith that you did that. Think about yourself the day you were born. Do you have faith that your mother delivered you the day you were born? Do you believe that? I, I don't remember it, but I believe it because I'm standing here today. And praise God, the Holy Spirit lives and dwells within me. And praise the Lord, I'm enjoying this tonight. The Holy Spirit dwells and lives in me and proves to me that thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago, there was a little family that God called into his service, built an ark that everybody told him he was crazy, and they climbed up in it and all the animals climbed up in it, and God destroyed the earth with the flood. Here we live today. I have faith. I wasn't there. I don't remember. I don't know. But I have faith. And I've got faith, praise God, that one day he's going to come back. Because the end of days is near. End of days is near. Y'all heard me talking about that Pentecostal victory lap. We are going to do it one day. I'm going to lose a little weight first. I've got to shed some weight. But Praise God, he's coming back. He's coming back. It's just having the realizing mindset. Lord, I know and I have faith that you're coming back. To take a, take a stop here where he says, For ye know neither the day nor the hour. Don't let anybody tell you when he's coming back. I've heard this coming up. There's some crazy stuff coming out of Sam. I just, I'll share with them one day. We can't do it right. I hadn't processed it yet. Y'all, I'm just going to actually, I'm going to tell you. Somebody left a crazy letter in, the, in the, the door of the church 
I mean crazy off the wall. I'll let you read it if you want to. Crazy about all kinds of crazy stuff. End times and everything. People just, I, God knew this message. I hope they're listening. Because God knows when he's coming back. I don't know when he's coming back. I don't know the time. You don't know the time. Jesus tells us that we neither know the day nor the hour when the, when the Son of Man will return. And the reality is I can in my mind create all these illusions and crazy things and conjure up all this stuff that doesn't make any sense. But I can count on the fact that he said he's coming back. Realizing each and every day that he's going to return. I'm not trying to scare you. It's, it's out there. It's crazy. I can't, I can't even process it. But the reality is there's some, there's some wild stuff out there. You ain't got to go far to find it. The realizing mindset. Goes on into verse 7 and he says, But be ye therefore sober. Be ye therefore sober. During this period of time as we're awaiting the return of Christ. He says, Be ye therefore sober. He's taught us to have a realizing mindset, and when we realize it, to be restrained. That word sober there, it means self-restrained. Now, back in verse 3, he says, For the time past of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles when we walked in lasciviousness, lusts, excess of wine, Revelings, banquetings, and abominable idolatries. A realizing mindset and then a restrained mindset, meaning being sober, being self-restrained. I'm going to control myself and keep myself from the world during this time while I'm awaiting Christ's return. That's the life of a Christian. Jesus will return. Imminently, within the next moment, within the next hour, within a uh, hundred years, I don't know, but it's right around the corner. Time with God's completely different than, than time with us. I told Shelby, said, how's your day? I said, it drugged by so slow. It was like watching grass grow. I didn't say that part, but I just thought of that. It was so slow. But time with God, that's hundred years, a millennia, thousand years, it's Nothing. Nothing. That's why he's right around the corner. Having a restrained mindset in the sense of I'm going to restrain myself from the things of the world because I need to be busy about the business of telling those that he's on his way back. I've realized he's coming back. I need to share with others that he's on his way home. Jesus says in Luke 21 and 34, And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with uh, surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life and so that day come upon you unawares. The devil wants us to get distracted with the hustle, the bustle, the craze, the wild, whatever it may be, the devil loves to get us distracted. If he can get us distracted and have you, let me, let me start, put it like this. Have you ever gotten distracted with something? You're meaning to do something and, and I've had a, see there I go, squirrel, I have a mind of just just all over the place right now. I can't, I'm having a hard time right now just staying focused on one thing. We've got so much going on. You ever had that? Some people are looking at me like I'm crazy. You ever had that? I know you have. Just can't stay focused on one thing. The devil loves that. 
If he can get, I've got a message about the, the lion. The devil is the lion coming up, Lord willing. That lion, he loves when we get distracted about things. If he can get us distracted about the things of this world, and we're not restraining ourselves, we're not being sober, we're not keeping ourselves from the things of the world, he can control us. We're giving him the reins. That's why Jesus says, be sober. Through Peter, he says, be ye therefore sober, being restrained from the world. Realizing that he's coming, but he commands us to be restrained. Finally, in verse 7, he says, and watch unto prayer. The realizing mindset, the restrained mindset, and the ready mindset. Where he says to him, be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. He's essentially saying, being vigilant. Being vigilant unto prayer. Being determined. Lord, you're coming back in this time I've got on your, on your, on, while I'm awaiting your arrival. Lord, I'm going to dedicate it to you. If we could just dedicate another minute, another second, another moment to spending time in God's word, to spending time in prayer, myself included. I've learned with kids, free time is not what it used to be. <sighs> Man, you should have seen the, the circus we had coming over here tonight. <laughs> Pulling the drive through at Burger King because we're having to eat on the road and I get off. Fletcher Mountain Home Exit. I don't realize that they got the, the on-ramp closed down back on the 40, and I'm just angry and mad, and we're going through the line at Burger King and trying to tell somebody I want a Whopper, and Shelby wants a Whopper, and forget Riley's Whopper, and we just forget everything, and then get up to the drive through window, and Riley, Shelby's climbing in the back to feed Riley and hold Isla's passy. Is that not life right there? Good grief. <sighs> I don't want my kids to grow up fast, but I'm kind of like, we got to get to the next stage. chaos you know life can be like that and get us distracted on so many things so many levels my dad right now pray for him I'm, I'm worried didn't get the best diagnosis back for him shared with some pray for him if you will you know brother Cleve Miss Ruth Sanibel so many different examples of little things that come up and man just weighs on my heart, weighs on your heart. I just worry. You get a prognosis of something, you get a diagnosis with something. I've been learning faith this week. Spent all the time on the internet, WebMD, scrolling through. I got a funny story about that, I'll tell you sometime. But you know, you try to figure things out in your mind, and the devil can get us distracted on stuff we can't even control. And we feel like this chaos, I mean, it just feels like. The Boyd Circus in your life. Crawling around and miscommunicating, got things going on, frustrated, angry, upset. The devil loves that. Because you know what? The last mindset we find here in verse 7 is a ready mindset. Realizing, restrained, and ready. 
making preparation for his return. Making preparation for his return. I shared that story with you not long ago. I found out my grandparents were coming over when me and Shelby first got married. I mean, we speed cleaned that house. I mean, it was spick and span. Because I didn't want anybody to think, look at this pigsty. We have kids now. We don't care anymore. <laughs> but now I feel like that sometimes. It just feels like chaos. I don't feel ready. I don't feel ready for anything. I feel, I feel like giving up before I get started. It's just chaos. Our spiritual lives, are they not the same sometimes? Lord, we're just about to crest the hill and then something comes out of nowhere. God, you've opened the door. This is my prayer this week, Lord, I don't understand some of these things I'm dealing with right now. You've just blessed my family so much. We've just crested a hill. We're moving forward. You've opened up a wonderful door. Then something, I mean, out of left field comes out, knocks us right off our feet. It's teaching me to be ready. Be ready because it says, watch unto prayer. Be ready. Be ready for his imminent return. It may happen in a, in a moment. But it won't be on my account. It won't be because I said so. It's because he said so. Amen. You've got the message tonight. I wonder if anyone has anything. Devil's tried to defeat me. Well, this is, make me feel like this is just, this isn't uplifting on a Wednesday night. The Lord reminded me, I didn't write this book. He did. He wrote it. He put it in there. This is his word. Devil doesn't like these stories, does he? He knows he's defeated. Amen. That's a beautiful thing about that, those green pastures on the other side. Remember that old Looney Tunes cartoon? I'm going to get somebody with Looney Tunes. Remember that old Looney Tunes cartoon, the sheepdog and Wiley Cody? Wiley Cody, he won't be up there in them green pastures. He won't be up there. He'll be gone, cast into the lake of fire. Praise the Lord. I know that's simple, but it's true. He'll be gone forevermore. Amen. Y'all, you elected a heathen. You know that? <laughs> Anything on anyone's heart before we dismiss?